Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with creator, business coach, podcaster, digital marketer, educator, and blogger, Italia Struble. As a personal brand coach and globetrotting entrepreneur, she opens up a treasure trove of insights, drawing from her own remarkable story, how she turned her online business dreams into reality while balancing a nursing career, then fearlessly transitioned to a remote working life in Germany. She spills the tea on personal branding, social media mastery, and marketing wizardry, equipping clients to not only carve out a robust online identity, but also set and conquer their loftiest goals. She's got a great, long, good story. Enjoy. How are you? Good. How are you? Excellent. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Where are you located? I am in Germany. Oh, right on. Okay. So you have a lot going on in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) So before we get into all of that kind of peel back the layers, I want to begin with COVID. How did you survive the last three years and how has it changed you now that we're kind of entering this quote unquote post pandemic era of our lives? Well, COVID was a crazy, crazy time. I feel like it for most people too, it shifted their entire life. I, before COVID, was working full time as a nurse and being a nurse, like loving my job in the NICU, like no drama. And then COVID came around. There were like all of these mask things. Like we had management hiding masks. We weren't allowed to wear masks in rooms and all of this before, before all everything came out. And, um, During that time, I really reflected on like, is this like, is this how I want to continue my life? Like coming here with miserable people and it just got super wild. And during that time, I had already started my online business and I was posting on Instagram and blogging at the time. And so I really was like, okay, like I'm just going to keep on going. And in the end, um, in 2021, a year later, I had to make the choice because of COVID. Was I going to return back to the U.S. and work or was I going to stay here in Germany and run my business full time? So let's get to the essence of what you do on a daily basis. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. One of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? I help businesses grow. Okay. So when you were in the third grade, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. So Mm -hmm. how did all this begin for you? Talk to me about where you were born and raised and the seeds and beginnings of all of these motivations to help people and to become as diversified as you are. Well, I am actually an immigrant from Zimbabwe. So I was born in Zimbabwe. My parents were big dreamers and they said, okay, like we're going to move to America because my dad had been in the military and he had gone to Mississippi. And like now that you live in the U.S., you're like Mississippi of all places. He went there and he said, (laughs) I want to live in the U.S. from there. And so they migrated and they left me and my brother with my aunt and my grandma and all of our family there. And then two years later, they came and they came and got us. So they left when we were two and when I was two. And then from there, it was like, okay, like I'm in this world and we were 
an African home, but living in America. So, you know, you saw people do stuff and you're like, I want to do that. And my mom's like, no, we can't afford to do that. We went to private school and there was a lot of things that we couldn't afford to do. And um, my parents just made it essential that we got really good education. And so in that journey, then we ended up moving to Texas. So we first were in Omaha, Nebraska, in the middle of nowhere, uh, and then moved to Texas. And when we moved to Texas, like I saw this shift in my mom specifically. Um, in Omaha, it was like very stressful environment, but in Texas, like we had this five bedroom house and like she was so sweet and kind. She just seemed more relaxed in life. And, um, I saw how, you know, having certain things obviously can cause you to be like, okay, like I don't have to worry about my bills. You know, if you're somebody that's worrying about their bills and you're worried about that, then things change. And um, so I aspired to go to school. I wanted to be a doctor at first. And my mom said, well, do you want to start with nursing and then you can go in and like become a doctor from there? And I was like, you're right. Like, let me test it out. And so I went to nursing school. In nursing school, the hardest time of my entire life, I literally worked so, so hard to get through nursing school. And I remember in my third semester, I came home during Thanksgiving stressed. I was so stressed. And my parents were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I just started bawling my eyes out. And I said, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail you. Like you, you sacrificed all of this for me and now I'm going to fail. And my parents were like, we don't care. Like your happiness is what is important to us. Like you getting this degree, like, yes, it has importance, but if you're not well because of this, then you don't have to continue. And then my dad had like helped me study and I ended up passing, finished, graduated, all of that became a nurse and started travel nursing, just really experiencing travel in general. And that's when I met my husband in Thailand on vacation. And from there, we just decided, okay, we're going with this long distance. And um, within 11 months of meeting each other, we got married. And after being married, um, we had to decide where we were going to live. And I won because my job, I made more money in my job because I was travel nursing and that was pre pandemic, but I was making great money. So we were like, okay, we'll move. But then we agreed that we both move somewhere new. So we ended up moving to Sacramento, California. And that was lovely. Like I loved living in um, Sacramento, but as time went by, he was just like, you know, I'm not really feeling this. Like, this is not, I don't feel like I want to live here. And so that's when we went back to the think tank and I was like, okay, like, what can I do as a nurse and in Germany? Like, what is it that I can do? And I Googled what everyone else Googles, how to make money online and blogging came first. And a lot of people had told me that I should blog because of my love story and because I traveled all the time. And so I ended up starting my blogging business from there. And then the pandemic hit and I ended up switching over and kind of doing more the strategy behind the scenes of Instagram, like why somebody would click something and marketing and sales. And I went into social media management for a multi-million dollar company. And I learned very quickly, like the only difference between small businesses and them is they're 
trying and they're applying all of the things that they're putting into business. They're willing to just, oh, today, this and that, let's try this and see if it works. And I feel like as small businesses, if you're somebody that's making consistent money, you're not going to think to yourself like, oh, let me try this now. Even though this is working, let me go and try this. And so I learned that. And so then from there, I was like, I want to teach other small businesses. So I shifted my business from the social media management world and went into business coaching. So what was culture shock like for you coming to Germany? I mean, you've traveled around, obviously, you've been more of an international kind of traveler. But what was it? What was it like to come there? And do you miss America? Uh, Germany is like culture shock times 10,000. There are so (laughs) many rules here. (laughs) so many rules um the trash has to be put certain there's three trash bins and then a glass bin but then you can't take trash out on sundays you can't um be loud after 10 p.m and this is like everywhere um monday through friday um there's just certain rules like you don't do housework on sundays either like you're not going to be mowing your lawn dare you mow your lawn someone will call the police on you which is crazy. Like that's a whole different vibe. Um, And so that was a shock. And then two, when I first came, I couldn't make friends because in the US, people are friendly. People, you know, you can meet somebody. I always say I lose my dad in the grocery store because I'm with my dad one moment. The next moment, he's like talking to somebody else and they're making plans about meeting up and they just met, but they found out they connected in this way. And It's not like that here at all. It's like people have their little small groups and they stick to their small groups. And then so I ended up going on Bumble to Bumble um, friends and finding friends on there, which was great. Um, I do miss aspects of the U.S. Yeah, I would say the most thing I miss is convenience because here it's like the grocery store closes at nine. So like after nine o'clock, you're not going to get groceries anywhere or on a holiday. There's not going to be Walmart open or something. If you forget something, like if we forgot ice, I think on new year's and it was like, they closed at, I think 5 PM. And it was like, that's over. Like you're not going to have ice. That's it. (laughs) Um, and so I miss that. I miss some of the food, but the lifestyle here is just so different. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different world. I have a good friend. um, His brother's a filmmaker in Germany. And when he came back from the first time, he was like, you know, just standing around in like a store. No one really wants to talk. They they almost act like they don't want you to talk to them. It's very weird. And, you know, I'm in Kansas City. So I hear that from the coasts. When people come from L.A. and New York, they're like, man, you guys are friendly. You guys are talking and all over the place. But in other areas of the world, it just doesn't happen. It's not a part Mm -hmm. of it, you know. So it's wild. So who's been kind of a hero or a role model for you in your life? I would say my parents, I'm like basic answer, but um, my parents have been a role model because they really showed me that if you put in the work and find the ways you're going to be able to make it through um, them being immigrants and moving to the U.S. with absolutely nothing. And um, now they own multiple homes. They have a business together. And it's just something that inspires me and really shows me that hard work does result in something. So, you know, the one thing about our modern world right now is, is that social media and, and digital marketing and all of those realms 
are just as ever present as anything else. I mean, it used to be IT was the cutting edge and there's still a lot of people that get into that, but now it's kind of been like more specifically focused to social media. So in that realm, who do you admire the most? Who have you looked up to? What model of social media penetration or dissemination has happened that's been kind of a motivator that you've been impressed by? I feel like in the online world, one person for a very long time that I looked up to, well, two people, is um, Jasmine Starr, and she is like a business coach online, and also Jenna Kutcher. And what I love about them, because obviously there's lots of business coaches online, is the fact of the transparency of their life and showing other things other than their highlight reel of what's going on with them. Yeah. So they're real. It's like you can, you feel like it's somebody that's not like a Kardashian, like it's someone attainable. Yes. It's someone attainable and someone you can connect with. Like they go through hardships. They go, you know, it's not like their biggest problem is losing a diamond in the Maldives, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) So let's take this a step further. If you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now and spend some time with them, who would it be? Oprah Winfrey. She's always number one. She is? Yeah. She's the number one answer. (laughs) And there's been a few people I've spoken to on this platform that have actually been on her show or met her. So it's kind of wild. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so let me ask you this. Obviously, Oprah is somebody that has a high level of motivation. She's done a lot in her life. What is that for you? What gets you up every day? What gets you moving through your day? What gets you wanting to help people and accomplish what you want to get done? My why, understanding. So my why and the reason why I'm in this business is why not anyone? And it sounds crazy, but it's because we see people that are doing these things and we're like, oh my God, like I wish I could do this. And I was in that place where I was just in this, my little rat wheel and I was going and going and going and just thinking, oh, one day I wish I could do this. One day I wish I could do that, which most of the things that you wish you could do, you have the ability to start them today. So what has been one of your best client success stories? One that always puts a smile on your face. My client, she's a nurse too. So she um, is a nurse and she ended up moving to Australia and um, hired me to help her grow her business. She's a, a money coach. And so she knows about finances and really helping people understand all of those forms they give you when you're starting your job. And um, so we've been working together over the last three months. And she sent me a message last Thursday and said, I'm in tears. I just made this more than what I made as a nurse. Wow. And she hit her first month where she's making over $8,000 this month in her business. And she thought that she wasn't even going to be able to pay herself this year. And she was fine with it. But working together, she was able to reach that goal. Wow. So of all of the things that you've done and accomplished up to this point, what are you the proudest of? I'm proud of my character and my positivity. <laughs> right on. And that might sound silly, but um there's in life there's a lot of different things that you'll go through and um especially my husband and I currently we're going through IVF and it's 
you know, hard, hard times, but staying positive and understanding like where you are right now is not where you're going to be in 10 years. There is that evolution. Yeah. You know, the one thing that's interesting about our lives and, and, and probably I've seen pre-internet, you know, and then when the internet came around, we had the modems with the beeps and everything, and then it got faster. And then we had chat rooms and then we got more into like Facebook and, and, and other things that have branched out from there. Now we have AI. So in this line of work that you do, you obviously kind of have to be a chess player. You kind of have to say, what, where are we at? Where is this going? Cause you're going to have to stay on top of that to stay relevant, to keep making money and to make your clients happy. Where do you see this going? Where do you see the next evolutionary step of social media and humans communicating in this technological world we're in? People are going to want more personal connection and they're going to want more community type of vibe. I see it right now. People are falling in love with influencers themselves, but over time, people are going to want to meet up with different people and interact because a lot of communication in today's world I can do from my phone. You know, you can just sit and you can be by yourself all day, but feel because you're scrolling through TikTok, you feel a connection with somebody. And I think over time, that's not going to be sustainable and people are going to want to have that real connection. Do you think Twitter's dying? I don't think Twitter can die, honestly. And threads is... I haven't been able to get on anymore because I'm in Germany. But from what I've heard, it's dwindling down. Yeah, it is. It's weird. But it won't won't go away. So on the other side of that, probably that's going to impact what you're doing is AI. Are you afraid of it? How are you, how are you dealing with AI? I love it. Yeah. I love it. I leverage it. It's just the same way anything new comes out in the social media world. You want to hop on it, understand it, find what ways it can help you. Like AI helps me with show notes. It helps me repurpose my content. It's something that's an asset to my business, more of my assistant than something that's an enemy. Because in order to utilize it, you have to understand what to ask it. So someone can't get business coaching from AI because... They're only going to be able to ask basic questions and there's certain things that you need to ask in order to get the results that you want. So as somebody that's very well-traveled business owner, if you were to have a dream tonight, you run into a much younger version of yourself and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained up to this point. What advice would you give your younger self? Everything is not going to turn out how you planned it, girl. (laughs) And that's the truth. Yes, because I am a planner, let me tell you. <laughs> so what what was a book early on in your life, very early on, that either inspired you to want to read more or to just be better? Honestly, I would say this year, not really early on. There's um so you're a badass at making money. Um is a book that really inspired me to step in. And I read all three of the books and the one where she just talks about you as a human. It really helps kind of put that focus of this is where you're going. Like this is your journey. Yeah. Everyone out there has a perception of you. You have all these different pockets of people in your life, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're the one in control. Ultimately, what's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? 
Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm a natural teacher. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I get it. Totally. If anyone wants to hire you, learn more about you, anything pertaining to your world, where can they go? They can go to www.italiastrubel.com. Excellent. And you just absolutely answered a, a, a handful of questions for me. I wanted to make sure I pronounced it all good. And I'm always hopeful that the URL is who, who you are. So that's perfect. Hey, this has been wonderful. What a great journey. I mean, do you feel like you've really, I mean, it, it almost seems like it's naturally woven into your DNA to travel and they'd be kind of nomadic, but it, do you sometimes kind of step back and think, wow, I've really traversed and come a long way? Yeah, I... I step back almost every month. I force myself to step back because, you know, we all just keep going. And um, I journal and reflect on my journey. And recently, it's really come up like I'm living my dream life. And I never knew it was my dream life until I was 27 years old. Yeah, that's wild. Well, this mm. has been wonderful. Thank you so much for taking time out. Thank you for kind of giving us a little... Uh, a window into your world and best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music